All right, welcome back to another Red Cedar Wrap. Got a lot to catch up on. Been off for a couple weeks. Uh, lots of football and basketball talk coming, talk coming your way. As always, let's get it. Your Spartan Marching Band. All right, Matt, we're back. It's been a little bit of some time off. Uh, stars didn't really align because of some stuff at, personally with work and, and just kind of the week ahead. It was kind of busy and just didn't line up for the two of us to get on the mic, which is the dumbest thing because it is so much happened. Happy the, the worst year. time. God, what? how much news could actually be spread in Spartan sports within 10 days? It was crazy, man. We talked – last time we talked was before any of the – it was right when D'Antonio retired. Tough day for Spartans. That feels like a year ago at this point. It feels like a decade ago at this point. There has been so many up and downs, and it's still ongoing. Still ongoing. It's interesting because, you know, it's, let's rewind way back in the chamber and talk Luke Fickle real quick and how that, I thought, was our savior. I thought that was all in, and I thought it was a done deal. I mean, every source on Spartan Mag, all the guys, it had everything pouring in that it was done deal. Yeah. Yeah, we'll start there where I was at when the Luke Fickle news was coming out Sunday night, uh, two weeks ago, that he was yep. going to be hired on as the head coach that you everyone saw. The AD, Bill Beekman, get off the flight in Cincinnati to go have the interview with him on Sunday. It sounded like word coming out of the Michigan State side was that it was a handshake deal, that he was going to talk to the team on Monday morning and then come up to East Lansing that night. I mean, he even had rumors coming out that Evan Prater, the four-star quarterback, was going to come with him. He had all these things leaking on Sunday night that we were going to get Luke Fickle as the new head football coach. Fast forward Monday morning. Around 9 o'clock in the morning, you see that he had turned down the job. And let me tell you, man, it was a firestorm on Twitter, on message boards, uh, on my phone from people blowing me up, from on emails. Everyone that, that knows I'm a Michigan State fan, whether it was work or personal, was contacting me at that time. And you don't be fun. You, it was, I was hot. Let me tell you, I did not work the rest of the day. <laughs> I was angry, um, and I was probably probably made a better time, going good time that we didn't get on the podcast at that moment because how hot I was. I remember texting you that night. I was like, "We want to get on right now," and it was like Monday night, and because I had so many fire takes to ready to get off and <laughs> talk about. Maybe it was a good thing that you weren't available, um, and I decided against recording by myself because I didn't want to talk to an echo chamber. But I'll say that I was at <clears throat> a work event which had uh, enough plethora of uh, alcoholic beverages yeah. to keep me through it. But yeah, we my, go whole, my, to... my mind was only on this the whole day. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was so mad. I was going through things like, how are you going to let this AD hire anybody that's bored is the worst? Like, why do you know all these things? Like, I was more mad about, in my mind, in that type of business, you don't leave Cincinnati. You don't get on the flight unless Luke Fickle's with you or not. Like, you don't leave with a handshake agreement. You either – he gets on the private plane with you 
or he stays in Cincinnati and you know from that moment on that he is or isn't your coach. That's where I was at that moment. I was pretty mad. Now, tell us they didn't even offer him the job, which I think is another mistake that they probably made yeah. um, in negotiations. How are you not going to offer the guy your job if he's your number one, right? Like, I yeah. don't know how that even happens. But words come out later, a couple of days later, as we hired a new coach that he was the only one offered the job. Luke Fickle never got offered the job, which is so confusing to me. Like, I don't understand why. Well, especially, like, how how coaches today are playing. Like, that's why, you know, every coach said no and turned it down because they know they don't want to play second fiddle because that, that that's is the biggest thing. Blemishing. Because right? as soon as that news came out that we weren't going to get Fickle, I you, was like, we fucked it up. Sorry for saying that. You're good. We messed it up because – the next guy in line would be Mel Tucker. And I was like, you already went and tried to talk to him, but why did you interview him bef- before you won? He knew he wanted Fickle, so why would he it, ever? Yeah, the the two, the three, the four exactly. spot were all all turned down. And, and you like, go, what are you doing you here? Hire the first, go over the first guy, make him say no, and then go to the next guy because now you screwed yourself. Funny to find out, we didn't screw ourselves. So late, what was it, late Tuesday afternoon, I think, comes out that, Michigan State might have their coach. <laughs> what a roller coaster! It was a roller coaster of emotions, man. It's like, All right, okay, I'm who gonna... is it? Everyone's like, you know, obviously there's the Brett Bielema thing that, which I never thought was true, but people talking about it just made me angry. And yeah. Like, so okay, so let's pause real quick before we get to Tuesday because got a couple things that I, I, I was thinking through this, and I want to hear your thoughts on this. Right? One, you won't know this answer for a couple more years, but. Do you think Luke Fickle could have made the wrong choice right here? Um, you won't know. Yeah, I mean, you won't know. You won't know. It's going to take three or four years to know that. And, what, and his, what uh, maybe he never wanted it, and then that's, and, and so it's he's, right he, for you know him. What? He could get the next, you know, blue blood team. You never know. You never know what opens up that's right in his door. You know, Ryan Day wants the pros. Right. I don't know. But there's also a little bit of things is, if he doesn't keep it rolling in Cincinnati, where does that pull? Now, he probably will. He's got the recruits. He's doing very well already. Yeah. He's already got the talent. He's known the name there. But, you know, it's it's funny because, see, like, do you get the next opportunity to be there? And not saying State is the you know, holy grail of things. No, there's going to be much more other opportunities as well, too. But I don't know. I, for a second there, I thought, like, you know yeah. what? He it sounds like he wants a choice. Notre Dame job. You know? We'll see if he gets that one down the road. But. <laughs> Well, and honestly, I don't. I I can see that easily happening as long as you produce numbers. You know, you, if Brian Kelly stays two, three more years, and you know, you don't win your conference, and you know, you yeah, he'll post still have under to be hot coach because wins. I mean, you might not like them as a. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're only going to take the guy that's hot. To choose from, right? Only taking guy that's hot. That's the name yeah. I was gonna say. I mean, so many people. I mean, Urban <laughs> you never Meyer know. Like if Notre Dame, Notre Dame becomes available, who's to say Urban Meyer doesn't take that job? Yeah, been, <laughs> that's why number one guy they wanted for so long. So, yeah, right. Okay, and so then even on that moment too, I really was disappointed. Disappointed in the sports athletic department in everything with Michigan State that day. That day. Felt like we have just solidified ourselves. At that point, I said, maybe John L. Smith is going to be on the short list now. Like, who knows? Anyone is up for grabs. And we might go into an yeah, interim we year, in which is the worst thing you do on a full-out rebuild. I was like, 
I thought I was the most negative person yeah. going into this on top of having a couple losses in basketball. I, I, I just was not happy on that Monday. But let's go into Tuesday, right? So then all of a sudden, you get another surprise alert. Spartan Mags pumping in more more information. By the way, we should talk a moment on Spartan Mag because you know you, you really can't blame these guys for the information they're giving out. I mean, they're just working on yeah, best case, best sources you possibly can at in a critical time. Both members there and... Jim, the guy that runs the site, does a great job. I think he's probably the most reliable, in my opinion, most reliable and most like professional insider for Michigan State sports. I think he's the best at what he does. He got called out by like some yeah, guy that runs the Cincinnati site. Absolutely. Like Jim's guys or his, you know, inside sources are going to be from the Michigan State side for his information, right? Like he doesn't. He might have few feelers out of other schools. Cincinnati's probably not yep. one of them, just because they're not that big of a school. Like, we don't play him in many sports. Right. In other sports, he crossed other, you know, or coaches or, or other yeah, insiders yeah, yeah. that a lot of times that he can get sources from those guys. Like, Cincinnati's probably not one. So, a lot of stuff that's coming from this coaching search is going to be from the Michigan State side. And from everything we heard from him and other big donors that are on the board, it sounded like done deal Sunday night. So, they're going to they're run with that, right? This is what people pay for. This is what they're hearing. Of course. and they, And that's what... And exactly, I mean, that's the why one, you're on the smart website, mag. I mean, you are there to get insider information retiring. as it's right. flowing. And like everyone was going that came off the store, it was from him. Like they yep, heard that yep. from him. So, and that's what you're paying for, right? You, right. you and we're not looking. Yeah, we're not looking for him to give us his opinion. Here, here opinion. Like takes. this is from sources, and I know he has really good ones. No one of them. I know one of them being Tom Izzo is one of his main sources, telling him things like. Sounds like a done deal. So everyone from the Michigan State side thought we were getting Luke Fickle. Anyone that wants to hate on him for whatever, for coming out with that news and telling this, his people that pay for it, he's the farthest from a fanboy. Uh, a yeah, lot of these websites that for other teams are fanboys running the website. Michigan State, people get mad at, at Jim a lot for not being one. Like, I mean, I in, – in, and I think that I get, you know, ninety five percent of the time it's early advance notice and fairly yeah. accurate. Oh, yeah. And he'll state when it's, you know, he feels iffy about it, right? And I love that. So like, I and then you use that and couple in with all the other yeah. crazy posts that you get, throw it in with Twitter and all the other uh, beat writers, and you kind of have I, an I, idea in the sense of what the universe is going for. It might be done. I know beat writers want. log on to SparkMate to find information. Because that's where the diehards are going. That's where the people that read the most articles and care oh, about the sport the most are at. Well, and that's and that's the hard part. If you're a, if you're a normal, just average Michigan State fan, even above average, right? You liked it. It is a lot to unpack. If you're using Twitter, if you're using Spartan Mag, if you're following everything, yep. I mean, you literally need to be on it twenty four seven to keep updated, and that's already enough. Uh, and honestly, it's probably why we like talking about it on a podcast, and why so many other Spartan podcasts are out there, but. It's intense, and and so, anyways, I think he did a very good job, professional job. I think he, you know, it's it's he he worked with what he had, and that's his job, right? That's what he's supposed to do. Yeah. So I, well, I'm just appreciative that I get the information. Down to like Snapchat stories, he was hearing from people from inside sources. So it's like, 
I and I really like his recruiting takes too. Like yeah. you'll get some recruiting things that I didn't think were even coming out. You know, a lot of times you get the recruiting comes out when you get an offer from Twitter. That's usually the big fast one. But there's a couple out there that you, you yeah. I just didn't Tuesday hear of or notice, and that's where it's coming from. I like it. Yeah, Tuesday afternoon Holy comes shit. out that like Michigan State how like coach. how quickly this stuff moves. And then everyone's like, "Who is it? Who is it? Is it Brett Bielema said he wanted it? Everyone's mad if it's him. People are like, "Oh, it's got to be Tressel or Harlan Barnett because." Yeah, before you go on, what did you think of Brett? Of course, like, he when was you him. instantly heard that name, what, what did you think? What was your gut like, instinct? Like, I mean, shit. I mean, like he's making. <laughs> money. I don't know how much he's making. As a, you know, linebackers coach for the New York Giants got to be less than. Half a million is probably around like the three hundred to four hundred thousand a year. Like, hey, of course, hey, I want a job pays you five million dollars. Like, no he's shit. So do I. Him. Like, uh, of course, he's interested. I mean, he's he's been a Big Ten coach before. So it's, it's like <laughs> that, not, not that far out of like possibility of him being like maybe a candidate. Um, oh, I'd, I'd be pissed. I mean, I instantly he would thought not fit now. into Michi- at Michigan State. The fans would not accept that. And you got to consider the source. Like, who's leaking to the free press, the Detroit free press, that he wants to be the coach? Probably his agent, right? <laughs> like, anyone that wants to create more public. Yeah. Of course, he's, like, been rumored yeah. for every – Yeah, he's rumored for every college job because I think his agent – He's rumored for Colorado right now. Like, they're creating the buzz for himself. Like, I don't think it's the school saying, hey, we want to interview Brett Bielema. Like, I don't believe that. Yeah, I just didn't think it was the right move. You know, there's already the things in Wisconsin that didn't like him as much, and then you got down into the SEC and you took it. You, you took the team that you probably shouldn't be taking the SEC. It, I don't yeah. know. I I was I was just like, no, this is just. And and when you have the mind of Luke Fickle in advance, and then you get that, and you're like, wow, let's just throw salt on the wound, really. But anyways, not him. We yeah, move funny, on to what everyone knows. Someone that we had interviewed as Mount Tucker like, well, being named head we coach. Interview, we only interviewed one other person that I know of, right? Like, like, like Mel Tucker is the only other guy we interviewed other than Luke Fickle. And I don't think Luke Fickle is going to change his mind <laughs> a day later. But, like, Tucker already turned us down. Could it really be him? You wake up Wednesday morning. I think it broke around, like, 1 o'clock in the morning, something like that, Eastern. Yeah, that Mel Tucker had accepted the job. And so then I go into the tank. I'm like, all right. I knew he was probably a top three candidate, but let's learn more about Mel Tucker. And I love it. I love it. I love everything about it right now. You know, if you if you looked at all of the candidates that you could possibly get in February Right yeah, after I mean, signing day, what do you? People get? were talking about him, even with Luke Fickle. We kind of lucked out there. Resume didn't seem too bad. Well, I like I like the fact that he's a top recruiter, right? You yeah, know, well, definitely and changed I like the fact that MSU went out and tried to get outside. people that can do what what I asked for. You know, no, I, for sure. But he recruited Colorado. You know, it's it's well. also not Georgia or in a, Bama in a school he's like, recruiting for, it, so it's a little difficult. But much high school talent. Yeah, t- 
Top 35s. Top 35 first year head coach. And he gets the benefit of this year not having to go through that process for this year. You know, he's kind of scrambling at the end of the year, but this is not his recruiting class. Right. So yep. the following year, he gets the full 365 days to, to really get that class, right? And pick up from the piece. I think it's even crazier that he's already establishing relationships with the high school coaches already in, in the greater – it's just smart moves, you know, and I let, and I mean, I'm probably pushing forward, but you know, even just trying to get, uh, Vince from Kentucky, I, you're just trying yeah, to make that, moves that, I mean, it, along with the higher, we were going to um, try for 10 years. Mal Tucker, the biggest thing I think, I think we both agree on it. Cause we talked about it was just the budget for the assistant coaches. Now we've, we've seen some moves he's made. We can talk about those in a second, but, the fact oh, that they ponied oh, up six boy, million dollars for assistance, which puts puts us right in line as the top in the Big Ten behind Ohio State, like who would have thought that? We, I thought we were about to do the cheap one. Once Luke Pickle turns out, I thought we were about. To we're do finally it. playing with the big boys. Like Mike, trust the beard coach and just do nothing. Coast it out for a year and then we'll build it back up. No, they said we're gonna spend money, and I yeah, and I like that well because that's what it takes to move to a program. Where we were with less it takes money to make money. It's not sustainable with being at Michigan State. We have to do these type of things. We need to have the resources and be able to compete with the Big Ten East. And it is difficult, and it's great that he is provided the resources. I don't think Mel Tucker would have come to Michigan State. Which is State a difficult task as it is. Would not be given those resources to be able to be successful. No, 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 and and, and it makes it nice. I mean, you know, they can play on the. He's been here before. Got engaged here. Right. I, I like all yeah, that. Yeah, double the salary right. too. He so wouldn't have came if the, if the pricing wasn't but, right, and if he couldn't bring in the people he wanted to bring with cash. Yeah, and and so why and man, we're they're he, they're getting just yeah, but they crazy. I mean, talk they, they can have. From I don't mind Colorado, Colorado fans fan saying base. that like he's just getting. They're mad. I'd be mad. Little it. Like if he came in and took your coach. Your coach said he was coming back. He's only been there one year. I'd be upset too. You know, this happened to Oregon a couple of years ago when they lost Willie Taggart to Florida State. Like sometimes when you don't have the money, like the Pac-12 doesn't have. Because they don't have a good yep. enough commissioner to get them a good deal on TV. That's where the Big Ten SEC excels. Is that we have good television contracts. Let's get just more money, and we can pay our staffs more money to, to come here. We have bigger fan bases, bigger alumni bases that you know hand over fist give money to these programs that we can just pay more for our coaches. That's just a fact. And the fact that we can go in, like anyone that says that they wouldn't go to a new job for twice the money and do the same exact thing pretty much. Like you're you're crazy. You're crazy. I was kidding themselves. Yeah. And 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 that's the point. Now here, I try to put it in the lens of if it was me, right? Let's say Mel Tucker does the right. same thing next year. Hypothetical. Right? He leaves and he takes, I don't know, Bill Belichick's job at Patriots. I I don't know. Just something that can pay double. Hypothetically leaves. Hell yeah, I'm gonna be pissed. I'm gonna be absolutely no. just 
pissed, especially if you told me you weren't leaving and then you come back. Yeah, I'm going to be pissed. But am I really going to fault the guy for doubling his salary? No. I mean, the man's making more money. Right. And not even which, him. Now he's getting shoot, we're talking salary millions of dollars more. That he's that's, with him. that's not just your if, lifetime. If my boss like, this is was like, hey, man, I really like you. Time I'm going to double my salary. So, guess what? I'm bringing you with me. I'm going to double yours, too. I, I would tell him, hey, coach or hey, boss, and, take that yeah, job. That, like, and, get more money, too. Like, he's put, taking more people under his wing than just himself here. And more resources on top of that, sure. too, I, I really think Michigan State is more, more competitive, competitive to win the Big Ten East than Colorado is to win the Pac-12. Yeah, you know, I think we can. Yeah. So it, it, I just think the opportunity is right, and I think it's right for both parties involved. Now, I get it. You're pissed because you got to find a coach, too. And I won't blame you for that, but I just don't think you can blame Mel Tucker for taking his payday and getting into a program that wants him here that absolutely has the resources to help. So, but anyways, I do like that uh, increase in uh, salary pool for the assistants. On top of that, it's pretty interesting that they've kept the defensive side with Ron Burton. They've also kept in... Uh, Mike Tressel, which will be named to see what position he's really coaching in. But it's actually going to be really cool to see, one, some coaches stay back that I liked anyways on the coaching side of it to keep with the players and the transition. But then we're also bringing new blood on the, on the offensive side too. Yeah, I agree with that. It's I think Brown Burton's a great D-line coach. I think keeping him is a positive. He was the number one coach I would have kept off Mark D'Antonio's staff. Trestle, I like him too. He's got good connections in Ohio. And I don't think he's a bad DC. I don't think he'll be defensive coordinator under Mel Tucker. I think he'll probably be linebackers coach. Like you said, they haven't announced it yet. But those two guys, I don't mind. I think those are good keeps. No, I think you're right, though, because if you want to get someone that can help, like who's who's a good recruiter, you could entice them with like a D coordinating position, you know, in the pay. Uh, I think I think that's the position. Like you, you get a new OC, a new DC, and that's what's going to help you build the the recruiting foundation. Foundation, and I think that's why the Tuttle is going to be there. So I don't know if Mike Trust is there unless they don't, just don't get someone else in this short time period. Um, which in that case, maybe he's you know interim DC or DC just you know you know based on you know still decently good defenses over the last you know four or five years. So. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about Ron or Mark. I'm sorry, Mike being like bad recruiters. I haven't heard anything about being great recruiters. I think they're good coaches and good recruiters. I think they're just like both. They're not stellar recruiters. They're just like run the mill. But well, I also like that that we went and 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 kept them because Ron had an offer with IU, which yeah, it's not like he was leaving for a while. I really didn't want him to go to IU. Like if anyone's a a five hundred or better team that can break your heart in football it's iu and i didn't need them to know the ins and outs of spartans uh, mentality and as well as how coaching us i didn't want that uh at that with, with that team so i'm kind of glad we re- retained him um not only for the benefit for us but not, not allowing other big 10 schools to to grasp on him 
Huge going after, like, big recruiters, too. You can see Mel Tucker putting a big emphasis on recruiting of these other hires. You know, he went after Vince Morrow from Kentucky, didn't get him, but you can see, like, he You really can't hate to... that. You oh, just, yeah, you I love just, it. I love, I love that you're trying, man. I love the aggressiveness, for sure. You know, I think you were saying this, like, the, the, smart, the Spartan Mag board has been hot in 10 days with new people. It's crazy. You know, something like this stuff gets people talking. And yeah. honestly, I bet you season football ticket sales are doing pretty well right now. I don't know their numbers. I don't know anything to, to go off yeah, you of. Don't, you don't renew yet. You renew, I think, in May. I don't know exactly. But but sure if you're going to – if if drop off. How many did you turn off. that were like at Penn State game this year, walked home at halftime, said I'll never get tickets again. And now they're like, eh, I'll give it another year or two. You know, there's definitely some more uh, juice into this program for sure. It's a good chance, and I think you know. It, it, again, we got to give them time. Ain't happening this next year. Ain't happening the year after that. It's gonna take time. Yeah. There's no transformation of this overnight, especially with our team. We yeah, are a slow cooker, and it's gonna take time. And we we didn't even give him his first recruiting class to 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 shape freshmen. Right? He's he's got everyone brand new. And it's going to be interesting. I did want to hit on uh, Panachute and his tweet <laughs> for Coach Bulla, um, yeah. which came out pretty aggressive. But I understand why you would say something like that. But what what's your take on it? Um, terrible decision by him mm-hmm. to put it out there. I think. You can't be that emotional. Like, who knows what he was doing? But you can't, like, I understand. This is just a business. Like, Coach Bola may not be here. It doesn't sound like he will be here. So, really, that's what's going to make you want to leave the program. It's like, then you got to go. And I think and- I think Mel Tucker would be wise. I don't think he will. I don't think he will do this. But I think it would be wise to make an example out of him. I think Panashuk is the type of player that has a big enough name where he would create waves in the team of like, Oh, anyone can be kicked off, but he's not a good enough player where like he makes that big a difference. I think at the end of the day, he takes way too many penalties. If you want to go on the field stuff, I think he hurts the team a lot more than he helps us a lot, but you can't between that stuff out. No, hey, regardless of how it is, either you, either you buy in or you don't, we don't need a locker year one week one. I don't need a locker room. That's already dismissive. No, no. I need, and you look at the freshmen that are, are signing on and, and Jordan Simmons signing on, and these guys are getting behind it, moving forward, excited, whether or not that's Twitter hype or not, but like we're, we're pushing a positive agenda here. You get the one or two, especially senior guys, guys that have been starting the last couple of years, you start getting that, it's a plague. And that, yeah. will, that will cripple a rebuild faster than anything. Yeah, it'd be, if he still feels that way, then you know what? He can grad transfer if he can and, or whatever and, he's got to do. And, and I'll shake your hand and say thank you for your, your 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 commitment here. I appreciate everything you've done. It's been fun watching you here. But one person can't bring down the program. You know, yeah. even if it was Connor Cook and this happened then and he was senior year coming this year and it was him doing it, say the same thing. You just can't. You can't be the plague. Yeah, and he deleted the that tweet obviously he probably got word from family or friends saying hey, hr what are you, yeah, what are you saying? 
So PR relationships. He knew right away that he messed up. Now he still may believe that way, and he still may. And and, and get, granted, I guarantee the tensions were all positive. You know, everyone loves the Bullas. They're oh, Spartan. Yeah, they're a sure. Spartan family here and through there, and I absolutely agree. But hey, th- this is a program over anything. You know, it's the team first. We gotta push the team first for, before any other one's individual agendas. Hundred percent, Mark. He even said that on his way out. So you know, I thought it was interesting, but hey, you know, that's out of everything crazy that's happened this week, and that's the worst reaction we've gotten so far. We're taking strides. You know, I, I, I will say, I'm still not falling for the hype. Right, I do this every year. I'm not going to fall for the hype and think we're a nine-win team. We're not. Oh, no. You can't. This but, year, the hype this year is about growth in the program, not always on the field, but just the way they play, the different uh, schemes they're going to run, different style of recruiting. Yeah, that, that that's, that's I guess, what I'm more excited about is seeing the, the defense and the offensive schemes. You know, I'm, I'm really excited. In the first couple of games, I mean, I think we have Northwestern right off the rip, don't we? That's game one. Yep. So we go Big Ten right off the bat. So, you know, we can just come off the the with the horses out and just go for it. So I'm, I'll be interested to see how the schemes play and how we do that. Uh, but, I mean, he's, Mel's got a lot on his plate. He's got to find a quarterback. He's got to get the right guy. Which I think is a good thing, though, because then you got a new coach that has no, like, qualms about who was here before, what they've done, and what they've been promised. So, Oh, so you're thinking, like, day and... I'm thinking 100% um, the best player gets it. That's actually true. That's a good point. Because new Mark, eyes, new... Mark had a little soft spot for giving it to the older guy, right? He earned his spot. You know, the seniors which, get it. What so you see... Were, we're leading towards Rocky getting the job this year. If Rocky's the best quarterback that Mel sees on the staff, then guess what? He'll get the job. But if he's not, if it's Theo Day, if it's Peyton Thorne, if whoever, if we get no, a transfer quarterback in, it's going to be that person's going to get the job. Which is how it should always be. Sometimes it wasn't that way. And you see that big big schools do that. Clemson did it. Trevor Lawrence came in as a freshman. You see two, uh Jalen Hurts leave in the championship game with Tua coming in. I mean, if you're the if you're the best, you're gonna play at that moment. Other schools do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, 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 it's interesting this week. I like it. It's we're moving progress. I look forward to see how the rest uh, of the team and the coaching staff pushes forward. It'll be it's a very interesting uh, off season. You know, I'm even looking forward to spring game. You know, and I don't really care about that, but. Let's see what the offense looks like. Let's see what the defense looks like. Who yeah. are the people on the on the first team in spring? Yeah, and it looks like we you know we did get an offensive coordinator and yeah, Jay Johnson. Don't know much about him. He was offensive coordinator for Colorado for one year. He was a offensive analyst at Georgia, Georgia. before that with Mel Tucker there. Obviously, Mel seems pretty high up. I'm just gonna take him. Both jobs that he's going, he's gone to. But I think this is a good mix, and and I think what's missing it is something like a Vince Morrow, like like last minute get your get your money's worth here, because I think it's you got Mel Tucker fans, right? Guys that have been with him, happy to work with him, yep. look up to him. And you got those guys, and then you got the state guys that's been here that the players look up to. So it's a good match for year one. Yeah. You know, starting I mean, it's with kind of a tough spot for Mel at this point anyway. It's like. You kind of have to either pick Colorado guys, pick Michigan State guys, or overpay for a guy that's already in the program because you're kind of lighting the 
coaching pool or the calendar to be leaving other teams. Like you have to really pay someone a good amount of money to come here to leave where they're currently at. It's a bad time mm-hmm. to leave in jobs. Not the it's worst a, time, I would say, but it's a little late. It's, it's definitely time. close to the bad times, yeah. yeah. And we also, you know, we got the new old line coach. I'm trying to say his name right here. Chris. Kepilovic. Yep. High praise from the Colorado fans and players. Not even just fans, players. Yeah. It players was loved him. So it seems like a great hire for us. I know. So, man, Colorado really hates Michigan State right now. Yeah, you're right too, but at the same time, it's just business, you know. Like if they, <laughs> what if they go steal a coach from, I don't know, hypothetical, Cincinnati. State, I don't know, say yeah, Cincinnati, yeah, whatever. Like those <laughs> fans the, would be mad at them. So it's just like that's just how it is. Like it, it's actually that's what I thought is like the chain effect of Mark retiring at that time is incredible right now. Yeah. All right, that's that's football right now. I think we touched a lot about there. Um, you want to get to basketball now? I'll touch one more thing on football. Okay, do it's it. It's exciting with the recruiting part. Like you can see all the offers going out the last two days. Like these guys, are, he's wasting no time going after quarterbacks, skilled players, big offensive linemen. It's it's great to see like such an emphasis put onto it, as it seemed like twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one classes. 2020 was like disappointing. 2021 could be another disappointing class, but the new juice into the program, it's so good to see it taken off already. Yeah. And now we it's developed. To, we need to get a commit, though, man. We're still sitting at zero, which is not ideal. Well, you know, I think a lot's going on. A lot of people are, you know, I, I don't, I'm not surprised at this time. Situation's going on right now. Right. And the dumb PR that, you know, the mothership likes to give us. So. You know, I don't blame people for not coming in here right now. But yeah, and I think with, with the new new energy brought in, it'll help for sure. Cool. All right, basketball. Yeah, I want basketball now because uh, it's been a week. We've had ups and downs. Uh, you know, highlights of the Illinois game of going up 19 and blowing a lead and then have to barely win it at the end of the game. It was a win. It was a nice win to break a streak of losses. But it didn't really feel like a win, and then, and then you roll in, you roll into Maryland, and you go down nineteen again, and you're just like, man, you know. Here's the differences. Uh, typical Izzo team. Were we down nineteen at one point. Nineteen. No, I think it got to nineteen at one Jesus. point, and. Typical Izzo teams, right? We get into February, we slump a little bit, but we had a good January. And then, you know, end of February comes and March comes and we're, and we're picking it up. The only thing that's consistent is we go down double digits early in a lot of games. And it kills us. And it's so dumb because we can come back and make a run to get there too. That's the hard part. But this game, this Maryland game, that was probably the most disappointing game since I don't know Syracuse in March two years ago. It that was so disappointing, just like all the circumstances around it. Honoring the 2000 team that won the national championship, Mel Tucker speaking at the game. We're wearing the throwbacks. It's a whole game. Throwbacks. We got college game day in house. Like it is supposed to be like a party, and they go down so big, start the game. 
It just it's it like, felt it felt like and and when we were down fifteen, I was like, "That's it. This is what this team's legacy is right now. It's just we're not ready. We're not developed. We're not ready to push." And they do what they do, and they start creeping back, and I start questioning myself. Man, you know the guy that had the game was Rocket. You know people can say what he wants on the last possessions of defense. Maybe yeah, he made a couple mistakes, but before that, he was locked down. I mean, he in the second half alone, Maryland scored twenty eight points. We held him to twenty eight points in the second half. Yep. The dumb thing is, fourteen of it was in the last three minutes on a fourteen zero run. That was crazy. Crazy. Have you ever seen that? Up seven with three minutes left, fourteen zero run. Is no. that even? I don't even think if someone did an analytical, statistical research on, I don't think that's ever been done. I don't even think you can legitimately score 14 points in the last three minutes with just in general. That's tough enough as it is. I mean, you're only usually getting three to four possessions anyways. That's just raining threes. Yeah, they got hot there at the end, man. They really locked us down. They obviously didn't let anyone but Cassius. Anyone but Cassius could beat them, and they locked him down. They doubled him. Every time they got the ball, they just doubled him. Smart. I mean, that's the guy we have right now. And that's what that's what they said to do. They're just like, just don't let Cassius shoot. And they stopped. They doubled him, stopped him. No one else was there. You know, we were we. It was up seven, three, three minutes and eight, eight seconds. And I go, okay, just a little bit of defense. When yeah. Smith hits it, and I go, all right, he's not going to hit that all the time. Like, fine, whatever. You're up four. Get down to score a bucket. You, you know, trade possessions because you've been scoring every time we go down. And Tillman breaks a three. You're like, all right, well, up four. And then they get a they break a three. We don't get the rebound, which is by far our worst statistic in typical Izzo fashion. We don't rebound, which is crazy because that's what we usually are built on. It kills me that we don't get these rebounds. After the and game, it, what thing I kept saying was this team is weak, both physically and mentally. Now maybe I shouldn't have said said it that way after the game. That's what I kept saying. But I think a better way to put it would be they're just an immature team. Yeah. They don't concentrate for the full 40. Sometimes that's the end of the games, like it was against Illinois, where they settle in and they're up 20 and then they also come back. Or it's when you go down 15 or whatever in the first half, they had done so many times, and fight to come back. Like If they were a more mature team, not even just like being upperclassmen, I think just their personalities in a way. They're still like not there yet. The younger guys like Malik and Aaron and Gabe, like those Marcus, those guys don't have the leadership part yet down or like or consistency or consistency exactly down and like Cassius is supposed to be the leader it's going to be tough for him to be that way it's with everything that's been going on I don't know if he has it in him to really will these guys and like be so tough on them like the guys on our team are nice guys especially the younger guys they're funny on Twitter they're like guys you like want to hang out with right you can see them goofing around all the time, and I think they have a tough time turning it on when it needs to be turned on, which is for the full 40. Yeah. And it's cost us so many games this year. Well, and it's, I think we pay 20 minutes in a game, elite basketball for 20 minutes, and I think we play subpar average for 20 minutes. I agree. We pay and big 10 championship basketball 20 minutes a game. And then we play foster lawyer <laughs> and then at we point play guard. In the middle of the pack. Average Big Ten basketball the other 20. I think Foster Lawyer gets more 
fouls called against him while he's on the floor than any other player in the history of basketball. A lot of hate out for Foster Lawyer from the fan base, and I'm honestly at the point where I disagree with him. I think we've been saying it for a while that we started off with, oh, we can't play him. He's terrible. To like, hey, maybe he can be serviceable. I'm back to like, he's just not a division one. So like when we're in the getting into the halftime, would it not, and I get it, Rocket had a couple fouls, but would it not be worth it just to let Rocket bring the ball up? At that point, it, you can just see that he's more confident with the ball. He, You just don't lose turnovers as much just trying to bring the ball up, you know? I just think, you know, and I don't even like having Henry bring the ball up either. I don't no. think he has as much ball skills to dribble the ball up confidently against an elite defender. So just give it to Rocket. You know, let's give Rocket the off minutes, right? Even if that means lawyer has to be in the game, put him on the wing. Don't let him dribble because that is, that's where we get in trouble. And even that is not my favorite lineup because then we get killed on defense. I mean, it's, it's four on five and couple that in with Kithier. Now Kithier played a way lot more this game and did okay, but there's some post moves that he just, he just gets beat on. And so, you know, if I see a matchup on lawyer or Kithier, either one of those get in the game, that's my attack. That's my offense right there. I'm attacking them. I get a switch and I'm attacking that. Yeah. Lawyer. I kind of have to play in this year. I don't see, I hope next year we have better options. Let's hope. Well, let's hope so. We're bringing, we could have, if, if we got all the recruiting that we thought we were going to get. And AJ Hogard, or however you say his last name. Could be yeah. the guy next year. Hopefully he is. Well, then who do you partner with? Rocket again. Yeah, Rocket again. And but then yeah. after that, who's who else is gonna help bring who the ball up? It? Maybe we get a grad transfer in. Yeah, maybe you're right. We don't know. That's yeah. the next year. But you know what this team needs? It needs a Kenny third Goins. score. You know who who could be our third score? Josh Langford. You know who else could be a third scorer? Joey Hauser. Joey Hauser. Like these two guys. I, I think. I think realistically, just... Joey was more of a realistic than Langford after yeah. all that. And we don't know how if Langford would have been a hundred percent. Yeah. But you know he was a scorer. You knew he could score. I mean, Joey would be perfect. We need a strike. Joey would have been perfect for this one. You this season, Joey would have been. Exactly. Exactly. Kenny was the glue. You had him on everything, pick and rolls, played sound D, he rebounded. He did what he had to do. So where do we go from here? Like I don't I don't have really much faith in this team anymore. You know, big time we're obviously out of that picture now. It's about getting better as a team to get prepared for the tournament time. Yeah, I mean outside of Maryland losing to something crazy like both Ohio State and maybe yeah. Northwestern here. And Other than us else. winning out, that's about it. That's all we got. Yeah. I hope we have. And so then you then then that's not happening. Yeah. So I mean, honestly, uh, I'd be happy and shocked if we get out of the first round of March, right now, the way we're playing. But, you know, if we can get to a Sweet Sixteen, yeah, we get to a Sweet Sixteen, right? Which we should, regardless of what your seed is. is really? Good. What if we're like a seven? You should. You're still the best. You're still the best in your bracket, unless you're a nine seed. You're hey, still you're still the best of your four. No, so what we, are you talking about? If you're a seven seed, you're playing the two seed second round. Oh, that's right. Sorry, I'm going off. 
math there is not working out. Yeah. I mean, I don't see this team making it out of the first weekend right now. I think you could. Oh, we can for sure. I mean, I think we can make Sweet 16. I just don't think like a back-to-back weekend with a top 20s teams. I don't know for that. And it honestly, it just depends what teams they are. It depends where we end up. I mean, like right now, the goal of the team has got to be finish the top four of the Big Ten. But I don't see us being Duke, you know, and they're not even the ranked the best or the, maybe the best. Either. But I just don't see us playing them again and going, yeah, sure, we lost by 30, but we can play so. you again. Like, yeah, like you said, like if we get top four in the Big Ten, get the, oh, double, get-, get the double buy in the Big Ten tournament, maybe make a run there, at least win a couple games, get to the tournament. Anywhere from at this point, I see us anywhere from like ending up as a five to seven seed. They go win a couple games, lose a couple games on the stretch. Wait, so that and that's then, what's gonna be? You're right. We're gonna be seven seed. We're gonna be Duke's gonna be the two seed, and we're gonna be seven <laughs> seed. That's that's legitimately what's gonna happen. It there's may. no, it may. There's no way that's not happening. We're gonna we're gonna get Duke in the first rounds. Already know it. That's just our luck. It won't be the first round. It'll be the second round. But yeah. Okay. Okay. Let me ask you this: first If week. we, you know, um, Big Ten tournament, let's 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 get forward a little bit. Big Ten tournament. Who do you want to see? Because we would probably be anywhere between two to six, and maybe even a little bit lower. But that's probably who where I, I put see? us. Who Who do you want to play? We still got to play Penn State and Maryland again. So. I want to play teams that we only played once. I would say I, Indiana would be the number one team I want to play. Yep. Now, yep. Who knows where they're going to be seated in this tournament? We had, they had to win a couple of games to even play us most likely. Not doing I, want Purdue. I want Purdue. I want Purdue. Another team I definitely want to see. Who knows if we'll be able to see them. But again, do you really want them? Because, man. I just want them to, like, because we lost them this year. We played them once. Indiana for sure, just because we've lost them now three times in a row. Like, I yeah, that's why IU. We got to play IU and beat IU. But go, playing an Indiana team in Indiana, yeah. like I not said, good for us. To, they may be playing two games before leaving Penn State. Say we get a double bye. Isn't that ridiculous? They may be playing two games. They, we, we may be their third game in three days. If we got to the, you know, double or we might be playing them. And their second game on our rate we're playing. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. Like, I mean, we're playing. Who knows what we're going to do. I mean, it's crazy. The Big Ten. I mean, wow. One, two, three, four, five. Five people. Five teams. Six losses. Nine and six. There's another two teams at seven and seven. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Big Ten tournament. That's, that's half the teams within one game. Of like, each other, the seeding is going to come down to tiebreakers for sure. There's going to be so many teams. Oh, I don't even want to think about what the tiebreakers are. Yeah, I mean, head to head, and then you get into some crazy like. Yeah, I don't even know. I we'll have to look it up, but yeah, someone it's from come like down to that because other than Maryland, who looks like they're going to run away with it a little bit here. Every team is just so jumbled in the middle. Other than Nebraska. Now here's West, what everyone's saying. Minnesota now is kind of dropping out. Now, here, here's what everyone's saying, and, and I've, I've said it too, but, like, the Big Ten's so good, we're beating each other up. I am so close, and I'm pretty much saying it now, I don't believe the Big Ten's that good. I think everybody's average. I think the Big Ten has stalemate. Just, we, we did good against games. Michigan beats Gonzaga, and there there's big wins outside of the conference. I think that was then. I think every other team in the top 25 is 
not every team, but majority are rising and learning and getting more consistent with their play. And we're just all just kind of in the grain. You know, if you look at this list, let's say 10 that make it legitimately. I don't think any of them make it to final four. Uh, Maryland has the best shot, but I, I honestly don't think any of those guys make the final four. That's crazy right now. Is I kind of, I think I agree with you. Yeah. Like, I don't see any team that's, every team's good. They're just solid, but no one's like scary. Yeah, like I like everyone's beatable. And that's the thing is if you're beatable in your conference, right? You throw in Baylor, Duke, Kansas, Louisville, you know, all these guys that are running on the other side of it and they're crushing their conference. I don't know. I I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's four Big 10 teams in there excluding Michigan, but <laughs> outside of that, hope it's four teams. Let them go. Let them ride. But I just don't see it right now. And so, and they're kind of hoping that kind of helps us out too. But at this point, unless something changes this next five games and we turn it on, which still can happen, you still could pull your, you know, it doesn't matter what you do all season. It's how you play in the end of the year. Maybe there's a little bit of hope. Maybe. But I haven't seen consistent enough. I was looking back at the old game, the, the Jaron Jackson, Mile Bridges after I don't know if you saw on Twitter, they uh, both hit the halftime, uh, half-court shot before All-Stars. Yeah. Surprise, yeah. I'm sorry. That's pretty cool. I was like, man, they deserved a ship. That season when we were like 30 and four, four losses, four. I remember three of them were like in the Big Ten back-to-back. The Big Ten was crazy that year. I think we lost, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think we lost a Champions Classic that year. And then we lost three games in the Big Ten in, like, January, if I don't remember. And then we won the Big Ten and won the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, that year we lost the Champions Classic to Duke to start the season. We lost to Michigan Ugh. Uh, on the road that – no, Michigan. It was Michigan at home that year. The only time we played them um, the regular season. We lost them again in, at the Madison Oh, this is when they cre- – yeah, and then we lost – yeah. And then, this is where Michigan cleaned it up in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, we lost one other game in the Big Ten that year. I'm trying to remember who it was. But like, th- can you imagine being thirty and four right now? Yeah, that was a crazy year. You know, like I like I look back at that year and I was so upset with those losses. And you're like, man, I'll take thirty and four anytime. I I I like I would I I want that Cuse game back. 99 out of 100 times, we win that game. We win that game 99 out of 100 times. And, yes, we'd probably play, we'd play Duke next, and then you play Kansas in the, in the next shots, and those would have been tough games. But that team out-rebounded. They shot so well. That team shot like 40% from three, and they happened to shoot the one game at 21% against Cuse that let them shoot threes. Yeah, it was crazy. I'm telling you, I want that game back because 99 of 100 times we beat that team. It's funny you bring that up, too, because, you know, that game, the Syracuse game, that's when Jaron Jackson got pulled for Ben Carter and all these people always talk about how it was a terrible decision. But it's funny to look look at it now. It's like, yeah, it might have been the wrong decision. But look how much it didn't affect Jaron Jackson's love for Michigan State. Or or Izzo. Like, Those guys, you can see when Izzo's face lit up when he walked in, and Jaron's just so happy to be back at Michigan State. You know, he'd only be 
he'd be a junior right now if it was olden days where they stayed all four years. He'd be a junior at Michigan State. So it's like, it's could so cool you imagine? See, it's cool to see that relationship. Could you imagine if Miles and Jaron Jackson were on this team stayed three years? <laughs> I this would, team... Sometimes you see articles that way. I'd love to see if all schools kept players for four years. What teams would but, be like, like, like? What Duke would look like? But if that's the case, would Cassius be Cassius? Uh, Think I mean, about Cassius that. Cassius was definitely a killer, even with those. He guys. was. He had 15 points on against. He was the leader scorer on that Q's game. He's a killer. You remember that game against Northwestern where we were on the road? Oh, I love that, that game. Year. That and was Cassius sick. Was, went off. And he was a killer back then, and that's when we had everybody, you know. He was he was a, such a good player. I mean, I think the team rises to the occasion because then you let it up. Cash is just – Cash is going to get way more shots. But he also gets minimalized shots because, you know, you're going to give more to Jaron, you're going to give more to Miles, so it's less opportunity. But he probably gets more open shots. That team was definitely fun. That team was a lot of fun to watch. Block City with Jaron. I remember watching that team out in Portland. The PK. North Carolina when they beat UConn and they beat DePaul. Oh, man. That's when I knew that team was going to be special. That team was good. They deserved it, man. They absolutely deserved it. You know, if you if Duke would have robbed us or Kansas would have robbed us, whatever. That's the tournament, man. In the tournament, <sighs> one game, it's all it takes, and you're done. Fuck his own defense, man. Boxing one or whatever they run over it. Ugh. This year, who knows what it will be. Well, prayers up. Hopefully, I mean, this is the thing is, like, yeah, take down North, Nebraska. There's every time them. for them to make a little, like, come back, come together. We had a couple days off here. We got Nebraska. On you only Thursday. have one game this Winnable week. Game. Weekends off. Get it back together. Get the mind right. Come home. Big game, Iowa. I just think it's going to be hard with Tillman having his, his second child. Could there be a better time for them to have it, though? Yeah, that's true. That's a good know? point. That's I good thought point. he'd miss a game. He may miss the Nebraska game. I haven't heard anything. But I think it would be reasonable to say he would probably be there. And it'd also be reasonable to say if he missed it. I told Either you way, yeah, no, no. I think it's 50 50. And even then, then we can have the other big men show up. Here's your time to get 36 extra minutes of Tillman not being in. Let's see what you can do. Yeah. But you got to win this game. Because if, if they lose this Nebraska game at Nebraska, kiss it goodbye. <laughs> kiss, the ba- kiss the baby. Kiss it's the over. baby goodbye, man. This season's over. Yeah, and then and then it's just then it's how like, much more how much more Mel Tucker can point. we talk about? <laughs> yeah, he would need some recruits to start committing so we can start something else to talk about. Seriously, but I got faith. We'll win that game, and then uh, then it's really just can be in Iowa at home, tough. You know, we we lose to a lot of teams that have a single star at the beginning of the season. We're losing to all of them, so we'll see. It's. It's one. You know what? I'm gonna take it this. I'm not even gonna take it one game at a time. I'm gonna take it five minutes at a time. Can we just play five good minutes of basketball, and then another five good minutes of basketball, and then five another? Seconds. There you go. Put it in you know, seconds. how are we doing at five minute mark? At the 15 minute mark, the 10 minute mark, and just yeah. and just play there. Maybe I won't stress as much if I think of it that way. Let's look at it. We'll see. I bet you I can't do it. Anyways, I think that is a good spot to wrap it up. As always, go green. Go white.